0: Welcome to the Sacred City Life Podcast. This is your host, Pastor Justin Dean. And this podcast is all about helping you follow Jesus in the everyday, normal rhythms of life. And today, I've got our Deacon of Youth on the podcast. How's it going, guys? Alex Tate. i got our Deacon of Worship, Joel Bickford. Hello. And I've got my pastoral assistant, Kevin Norr. Hey, guys. And... Um, we are going to talk about, we got a, an email from a listener. And um, after our sermon on Sunday, we were, we were talking about one of our um, responsibilities as, as Christians is to speak the truth in love. That's the way we grow up into maturity. That's the way we make disciples. Um, Jesus himself came um, in grace, with grace and truth. With grace and truth. And so we're, we're to be people of grace and truth. We're to be people who speak the truth in love. And um, we've done a few podcasts over the last couple months talking about people who are trying to love without truth, who are, we've, we've called it uh, untethered sympathy. We've talked about weaponized compassion, and we've talked about the sin of empathy and basically, what we're talking about there is love, untethered from truth, or acceptance, or feelings, untethered from truth. And um, we have a, a listener who who um, was listening to the sermon and and listened to the podcast and said, "Okay, Justin, well, what about um, what about gender pronouns? What about gender pronouns?" Um, this sexual revolution that we've been experiencing the past really 15 years. I mean, it's hyper. It wouldn't hyperdrive the past 15 years. Sexual revolution started about the 60s with the hippie movement and free sex and all this kind of stuff. And you know, you know, make make love not war. This kind of type of stuff. And so sexuality kind of got. Uh, we became more promiscuous um, than some the marriage laws, divorce laws were, were, um, loosened up. So divorce became easier and more promiscuity, more sex outside of marriage. Um, marriage gets destabilized. Then we got the the whole, the whole kind of like the homosexual movement, the LGBT, well, it would just be LG movement for a long time. Mm -hmm. And then we got some, some more letters thrown in there. Um, and now with the transgender stuff and now it's, this plus sign, which is, um, whatever they want it to mean. So it's now included things, terms, we're learning terms such as gender fluidity that a person believes that their gender is not connected to their sexuality. It's not connected to their biology. It is something that they feel on the inside. And so a person could believe that they are, 60% 60% male and 40% female, and I could be a man, male today, and I could be a female tomorrow, and and we've got some bizarre terms that have that are coming out, and and it seems like like there's no scientific backing of this, there's no biological reasoning, uh, this is just something that our culture has literally invented, which is an interesting topic in itself because um, we're all about right now. Well, I I, I don't want to get on critical race theory, but critical race theory is all about kind of like, you know, white whiteness is bad and western whiteness is bad. The funny thing is is this uh gen all of this gender stuff is straight out of whiteness. Yeah. Like it comes from whiteness. Um it it's not in any other, you know, non-western culture. So anyways, people want to be called different things now she might want to be called him she might want to be called them they all of these yeah. it, i don't even know it yeah all of these different pronouns that people are wanting and the probably the most bizarre thing about it now is schools some schools are buying into it corporate corporate Corporations are buying into it. Um, A lot of corporations are sending out emails asking people what their identity is and what their pronouns are. And the, the theory behind this is that these pronouns can change. So, like I said, I could be he, him today, but tomorrow be they, them. And so how... Are we going to communicate with people, right? Um, normal, normal gender pronouns—they are generalities that we we just you most of the time. You look at a person, you can tell if it's a he or a him, or if it's a she or you know her. Um, they work ninety-nine percent of the time. That one percent, you're like, <laughs> uh, hey, hey buddy. what's going <laughs> on? What's your name? Uh, but most of the time, most of the time, they work, right? And, uh, and so if you're a Christian, you believe in truth. Okay. God has made the world a certain way. Um, that is, um, part of just the way he created things and it's the way the world works and, uh, we are, we're to be people of truth. Right. And so, this listener is asking us, what, are, what, are, what should a Christian do when someone wants us to use different pronouns?
1: Okay. So what's the truth?
0: What's the truth? Are you asking me that question? Yeah. Um, well, how many genders are there?
1: Male and female.
0: Male and female. That's it. Now, what's interesting is, this whole gender ideology is built off of a bunch of stinking stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just all. It's like, it's the worst. Ster- like if a if a girl is good at sports, you know, now all of a sudden maybe she's, you know, gender fluid or she's got she's she's maleish in mm-hmm. her gender. That's a stereotype. That's absurd. Yeah. Right. Um. So, this this whole movement works off of. Stereotypes, um, in the when you look at the Bible, first off, God made made them male and female, yeah. and then Jesus said God made them male and female. So the son of li- the living God says your your gender is connected to your sexuality, and God made them male and female. Now we we know this. There are some um, abnormalities, people born with kind of an extra chromosome or kind of both both genders in a sense. Um, that's a result of the fall, right? They're just like people are born without certain organs and b- born with other uh, maladies and disform disforma- uh, b- disformed. Um, but our gender is tied to our is tied to our sexuality, and that's that's the way God made the universe, right? Um, and so the truth is, there is no such thing as any other gender other than male or female. Yeah. That's the truth. Mm. And so we have a problem. Christians have a problem. Now, now, again, I think many Christians, too many of us, let me just say a couple things. Too many of us don't really care if it doesn't bother us. And mm-hmm. so we're like, oh, fine, I'll, I'll just say whatever anybody wants me to say. I, I don't care. It's not going to bother me. I'm working hard here, making money. doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. Well, it should bother you. Yeah. You should be concerned with truth. And um, every time we've sat on our hands and allowed a secular culture to destroy something that Christians uh, have created, insti- like the institution of marriage, um, we didn't think it was really gonna bother us. And then we come to find out a decade later that it actually do- does bother us. There are implications, there are ramifications that trickle out to society wide and cause chaos. And so if you care about truth, and you care about, you know, the kingdom of God, and you care about our, even our country, then you should care about gender pronouns. Mm. Um, God didn't make this world uh, in a in in a way that that honors kind of make believe. You know, like like if we have fig- if we're living if we're not living according to truth, right. we're not living in line with his his universe the right. way that he, that he made things. So what are your thoughts here guys if somebody says i mean this is tricky 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 um we'll do a couple scenarios we'll do the scenario at work your boss says you got to start using gender pronouns and we'll do the scenario your neighbor said your neighbor asks you to use gender pronouns what are your thoughts
1: I think before we kind of talked about it and we were, we were talking about the the depth of the relationship um, and being able to love them well. And I think uh, relationship is key, how we all live in community with one another. And I, and I, you know, the more you're in relationship with the person, the more you can be honest, the more you can be truthful. Um, but I think we should love um, our neighbor well, um, but at the same time, the depth of the relationship, you have to reveal the truth. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I feel
2: the just as you're talking about it. Um, knowing very few people in my life that I maybe would run into that would actually demand or ask that I would, you know, that, that that I know of that use a different pronoun. I'm thinking of. I feel the weight of the uncomfortableness of. Well, what's your expectation of me and and. And I and that untethered sympathy or the the empathy the sin of empathy piece just getting pulled down, the temptation to just get pulled down into the quicksand with them, and be, yeah, and 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 just kind of what you said, throw my hands up and say, yeah, you know, this this isn't that big, that big of a deal. But when I think about specifically the sermon on Sunday, and when I look at the cross of Jesus, and there we have exemplified. Truth and love together. It does. It does those two things. I, I, I think I have to. I have to align with the truth and say, and, and let the cross and let what Jesus did put steel in my spine and say, I can actually die to my own selfish desires to just be liked right here, and also find the most loving way to communicate that truth. <clears throat> but I do feel the way to the cultural pressure to just adhere and just kind of give up little tiny you know little tiny footholds along the way Mm -hmm. Um, yeah that's my initial thoughts Yeah, I
3: would definitely agree with everything these guys just said Um, pronouns are helpful but they're not strictly required when you talk to someone when you talk about someone we have some friends of friends from college who are in that community. And so when they're talking about their friends, um, they'll use the proper pronouns. We, and, I, and they know where we stand, will use the person's name. And that's kind of a, I don't think it's a compromise. I, c- I could be wrong. Um, we haven't run into a situation where it's been a changed name. Um, like a, a transgender person using the new name Yet, but using using a name, identifying them as they are, I think, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. And that helps. I've noticed that helps to build the relationship as well, because you're personalizing using their name. And so it doesn't sound like, oh, well, you refuse to use a pronoun. But well, sure. But I know their name.
0: Sure. Yeah. So. I think we've got some. We've got some good stuff here. I think, so just coming out, should a Christian, um, use these made up pronouns? I would say, no, Right. we shouldn't. Right. Uh, and we should do everything in our power to avoid them. Kind of like you just said, Kevin, mm-hmm. um, use their name, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and don't speak in somebody in the term of they, them, unless it's a bunch of people <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that you're talking yeah. about, a yeah. plural group of people. Um, but, and you brought up another point, Kevin, let's say it's a man who um, has quote unquote transitioned and now he's changed his name. He was Mike and now he's Michelle. Um, that's a legal, that's a legal thing. You can do that. Anybody can change their name. And so I don't think there's any problem with a Christian calling Mike Michelle. Um, and so you could call that guy Michelle. He can have whatever name he wants, right? Um, so, right? Um,
1: so what if you meet him as Mike, and then he becomes Michelle?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, you continue to call him Mike. If he or-
0: no, well, that's so that's that's a personal relationship, and if he doesn't care, then mm. c- then call him whatever he, if he doesn't care. But most of the time, people are doing this because they do care. And mm-hmm. they want to be known as Michelle now, and so call him Michelle. If that's you, mm-hmm. that's not that's the truth. His na- his legal name is Michelle, mm-hmm. but I'll never call him a woman because he's not. Yeah, it's science, bro. Yeah, you can't a man cannot become a woman, and uh, being a woman, there's a full, oh, it's all whole new thing it's a whole new thing it's not just having a couple you know extra parts than we do, than we have you know mm-hmm. it's uh, it's a whole experience right of, of being a woman with the hormones mm-hmm. and with uh, menstrual cycle and with all you know yeah the just in, even living 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 inside a culture um, a man can never do that and vice versa a woman can never become a man that's the truth so when it, when talk when we're talking about pronouns yeah, we're not doing it. Christians aren't doing it. We're drawing a line in the sand. Just like in the early New Testament, when the all the pagans were still going to all these feasts and they were calling that they were saying uh, they're bound down to the emperor and calling Caesar Lord, and uh, they were even in part of going into the service of Caesar, into the army, you would have to swear fealty to Caesar in a way that was calling him Lord, mm-hmm. and so the early Christians refused to join the military, the Roman military, because they were not going to swear allegiance to Caesar mm. o- over Jesus Christ. Yeah. And they weren't going to bow down to idols. And, guess what? Lots the Homosexuality was rampant in, in Rome and in Jesus' day. Uh, the Emperor Nero, we've all heard of this Emperor Nero, mm-hmm. the Emperor Nero married two men. He married two men himself. Mm. Homosexual marriage is nothing new. And the Christians in that empire refused to partake in it. The Apostle Paul even says, when he's listing in uh, 1 Corinthians, he's listing, you know, all these different sins. And, he, and he, homosexuals, is one of them. And he says, you know, homosexuals and this and this and this will not inherit the kingdom of God, But guess what? But such were some of you. Mm. Yeah. I mean, he, he makes a point like... Like you guys were gay and you guys were living in sin and you guys were doing this and you guys were doing that, but God saved you. And now you've, you've, you've came out of that lifestyle. And so it's not like this is like, you know, people think our culture is like evolving or something. And now this is like something that, you know, it used to be bad, but now it's good. No, it used to be, people liked it back then too. People, people sinned in this way back then too. And, um, and Christianity grew up in that culture and said, "Nope, that's a sin. That's not living in truth. That's contrary to nature." Is Paul's argument in Romans one? And so we have to be people of the truth. We have to be people of the truth. So we're not going to partake in these things, and we're not going to use these made-up uh, pronouns. Why no? do you?
1: Why do you? Why do you think it's uh, been so heightened lately? I mean, I know it's you know Pride Month. And it's going in schools and before they were, you know, pushing away from that. There was dress codes, all these different things. Um, and now it's just a, a free-for-all. We don't want to single anyone out um, in schools and things like that. So why do you think it's heightened all of a sudden?
0: Well, one, it's heightened because Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are in the White House. And this is their agenda. This is what they're pushing. It's also heightened because they're trying to push a bill through, um, through right now and... Um, off the top of my head, what's it called? Do you guys know what that bill's called? That's thre- it's threatening religious liberty. It's basically saying, uh, I think it's called the Equality Act. Yes. Yeah, it's called the Equality called, Act, yep. which basically eliminates religious freedom. So, if the Equality Act that Joe Biden is pushing, if that makes, if that gets through the way it is, um, Christian organizations will have to hire gays, lesbians, transgenders. So.
2: Is that all, or that's federally funded, right? Federally funded, Feder- yeah. Federally
0: funded. Yeah. I'm sorry, federally funded. Yeah. So, uh, uh, any school that gets that allows um, federally backed student loans, mm-hmm. you know, which is most of them. Right. The Midwestern Seminary that I went to, you know, um, they'll either have to stop taking loans from the government or hire. Which is literally, it's literally saying you can no longer be, you can no longer have Christian values. Correct.
1: So, what does it look like to have, I guess, someone that wants to serve in the church that is, you know, saying that they're, you know, struggling with that compared to someone that's, you know, um, lusting with, with sexual sin. Yeah. So,
0: nothing.
1: Cause it's both sin, right? Nothing. Yeah.
0: There's nothing different than that. Um. And that's, yeah, homosexuality and transgender is just one sin mm-hmm. among many, right? As a person struggling with money or, or, you know, idolizing money or idolizing uh, pornography or whatever, it's just another sin. The key to the question that you kind of, you smuggled it in, in your own question, you said struggling. Mm-hmm. Like, it's one, so th- that, the idea of a person struggling is actually the opposite of what we're talking about because Mm. the whole pride and transgender agenda is there's nothing to struggle with. Right. Mm. There's nothing to struggle with. This is a good for society. Mm.
1: Okay.
0: It's not a good for society. What's good for society is male and female, marriage, getting married, having babies, having families. That's what's good for society. Right. There's never been a good society created on the f- on the on the foundation that didn't have marriage between male and female as a priority. When you when you allow male men to marry men and women to marry men, it destabilizes the foundation of society, which yeah. is the family. Yeah. It destabilizes the family. It men can't, create- can't have babies. Mm-hmm. Women together can't have babies unless you're using some kind of you know you got to whatever you've got. You're getting semen from another man or you're doing surrogacy or you're adopting or something like that. And so it destabilizes marriage and it, it, um, it, it, as it destabilizes marriage, less people want to get married. They don't see it as a good, they don't see it as a value and less people get married. And, and so that's a, that's a major problem. So, okay, back to the discussion at hand, let's say you're working at John Deere Mm, and you get an email from your boss That says, you know, ask you your pronouns, ask your identity, and then says, "Here's the new policy: you have, you have, maybe before meetings with people, you have to ask them their preferred pronoun, and then you have to use that pronoun." What do you do?
1: So, do they change their name legally, like we just talked about?
0: Well, that that's different. So we're not the name thing is the name thing. We already said that's fine. You can use their name. We're talking about their pronouns. Okay. See, now this is, this is where the rubber meets the road. And, oh, it's all fine and good to say we're people of truth and we're going to stand up for the truth, but what if it costs us our job?
1: Yeah.
3: Well, that's where, uh, that's where suffering, biblical um, suffering comes in, right? You don't see a whole lot of people in the early church having a grand old time of it I mean almost almost all of the disciples were specifically martyred Paul didn't have much um, at least from the outside looking in didn't have much in the way of an easy or fun life and so being willing to lose your job for the gospel and then I think trusting the community that you're in that you're part of the body of Christ Trusting God to see you through or at least help you survive, even if it brings you into a difficult season.
1: And I think, too, like if you um, any person that truly believes the truth is not willing to suffer, um, I think you have to check your heart. Mm. And I I think really, if you're in a a community of believers and you do lose your job, the church should come around them and be willing to um, love them well. Um, because they held truth, um, and they were anchored to God's foundation. So, yeah, yeah, truly,
2: the Christian life—maybe we've lost this language a little bit—is a cross-centered life. Yeah. And so, in a situation where you have someone above you asking you, demanding of you, to go against the truth, which the truth is something that God honors you go back to the person of Jesus and you go back to the cross and you remember that Jesus died for the truth. Mm -hmm. And when Jesus said, take up your cross and follow me, he meant it. He meant it. And so you can, it's not easy. That's not easy. That doesn't, that doesn't make it easy, but it is the life that Jesus promised. And so I think you lean into truth. You lean into the fact that God honors this and that this honors Christ and his sacrifice and what Jesus said. And, you go with the truth and you do the hard thing. And I, I think there's probably, at, at least right now, you could probably, depending on how far you want to take it, push back against the, the boss, the business, and, and, and you have your own rights. You have your own, well, what about my religious liberty here? What You know, you, you could do that um, if you want to step
0: into that. Um, Which is biblical. Right. <clears throat> so right. I want you to know that. like, To challenge authority and to and to claim your rights as a United States citizen, um, that is biblical. Yeah. Paul did this when Paul was illegally beaten up uh, by the pro-council. He's like, um, who gave you the right to beat up a Roman citizen without charge? Mm. And they were like, oh, no. Oops. And, and they're like, oh, my bad. And he's like, no, no, I appeal to Caesar. Right? I appeal. And so he used his legal right as a Roman citizen to uh, fight for his rights. Mm-hmm. And so... There is, and this is what, there is a First Amendment in our country. We have the right um, to practice our religion, and the government does not have a right to to inhibit us from doing that, okay? Now, that doesn't mean your boss can't fire you, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? But that does mean that this is, like... This is a right that we have, and you can push back on it. You can push back on it. You might get fired. It's a private corporation; they can, they can fire you. Um, but there might also be some religious discrimination clauses in your, in your employment packet as well. That right. they're discriminating against you because of your religion. Right. You know. Um, sorry, guys. We believe something that we've believed since the foundation of human civilization. And in the last 10 years, you guys have decided to change something? Yeah. And you want us to change that fast?
1: Right. A no. Yeah. So so, question, uh, what does it look like for the gospel to impact that um, so it's not the, the Christians on one side and then the people over here on this side?
0: Uh, <clears throat> expand on your question a little bit. What do you mean by
1: that? Well, if we have... Um, since so it's probably me, we're talking about that. We're talking about the, the is's, the, the her's, the, you know. Um, if they're on this side mm-hmm. and the Christians are on this side, everyone's getting fired from their jobs, um, and we have the Christians over here, what does it look like for the gospel to enter into that side with those people?
0: Well, the gospel comes through relationships, usually, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But, and so we've already talked about developing relationships with your neighbor, Developing uh, relationships of love and acceptance, right, and to be able to enter into relationships, but the but then inside that relationship, that truth has got to
1: yeah.
0: come up, and this is why this accepting these pronouns is so dangerous, <clears throat> because it smuggles in a sense of acceptance and it smuggles in a sense of there's nothing wrong with what I'm doing, right, yeah. and and we believe there is something wrong. It's against God's design. Yeah. You're literally rebelling against God. Mm. And so you can't believe the gospel if you don't first see that you're a rebel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, we know the gospel is, you know, the, the ground at the, the cross is level playing field, right? It's, we're all, we've already admitted that. Like, we are rebels against God. We We seek mm-hmm. our own autonomy as well. We seek to define our own rules as well. But the Holy Spirit has opened our eyes to that fact and we've confessed our sin. We've turned to Christ. Christ is now our king and Christ tells us what's, North, South, East, or West. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Christ defines our life. Christ mm-hmm. is our all in all. Christ tells us how to live. Christ yeah. tells us what our gender is. Christ tells us who we can marry. Mm-hmm. Christ tells us who we can have sex with. And this, mm-hmm. this, the whole LGBTQ movement is anti-God because they want to be God and define for themselves what's good, mm-hmm. what's beautiful, what's true, what's yeah. up, what's down, what's east and west. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so that's why we don't, we're we not going to use those prog- pronouns. We're going to, nope, this is against God's creation. This is against natural law. This is against God's revealed will. This is not good for society. This is not good for you. Mm. This is not real. And I am not going to play into your illusion. Yes. Mm-hmm. And to answer an email like that,
3: just to go back, your boss emails you, what are your pronouns? It's, well, I, I imagine fairly simple. I am a man, I'm a woman created in the image of the most high God. Something like that. You're saying, this is where I stand, this is who I am. And there's no there's no question at that point.
0: Yeah. And I respect I respect everyone. I respect everyone because I believe everyone, male and female, are made in the image of God. Yeah. Right? It doesn't yeah. matter what they believe about um, their Christian or you know, whatever their religion is, I respect them. They have dignity, value, and worth. Mm-hmm. Me not choosing to use their made-up pronouns is not me devaluing them or saying they're not a person. Right.
2: Yeah. No, you're actually valuing them more.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: That. That's what. But I value truth at the same time. Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, In valuing truth,
2: I am valuing them, and I'm actually because the culture wants to tell you you're not doing the loving thing either, Um, which is a lie. (laughs) That's another lie. And so to to love you having the truth on your side you're actually doing the more loving thing, even though that's not what the culture, again.
0: And so. John Piper has said, when you have to make a choice between loving someone or making someone feel loved, love, love them. them. Yeah. yeah, that's
1: good.
0: Because there's a difference, you know? Like, obviously, when I'm disciplining my child, mm-hmm. I'm loving them, but they do not feel loved. Right. right? Mm-hmm. And that's the way God loves us. He, he says he, he disciplines those he loves. He brings correction to those he loves. If you love your neighbor, you'll bring correction to your neighbor. Yeah, yeah. Now, we know that's got to be in a relationship of love, we're, and we're not talking about just putting signs out in your yard and just being a jerk. We're not talking about that. But, we're talking about honoring truth as God has revealed it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, that might, and that probably is going to mean suffering. That's probably going to mean suffering. Um, especially as these corporations get bigger and bigger, and Bigger and bigger and woker and woker yeah. that uh, we're probably going to have to draw a line in the sand. So, all right, hopefully we answered that question. Uh, Christians uh, speak the truth with grace. We do not divorce truth and grace. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we're not going to use made-up pronouns, And but we will call somebody their—if they change their name, we'll call somebody their, mm-hmm. their name— any other thoughts? You got questions? Please email me, sacredcitychurch.com. We would love to answer them to the best of our ability. We love you guys. We're praying for you. We hope that this podcast is helping you follow Jesus in the everyday rhythms of life. We will talk to you soon.